welcome to Beautiful Possibility, the creative process journal of Jillian Jacob Kieser. That's me. I created this for all stuck, hopeful, and aspiring creatives everywhere. You are not alone. The truth is, perfectionism grabbed me sometime in adolescence and halted my creative journey for many years. Today, my desire to create is stronger than my fear. So I created this podcast as my day-to-day account of getting unstuck and into motion. In this audio journal, I'll take you along on my process of unblocking and relearning how to find joy, courage, and fulfillment in creating. I always say the only place to start is exactly where you are. So let's begin. Hello, love. I'm so happy you're here with me today. I am really excited to share this with you. Today's episode is all about how to write your first book. Why am I qualified to speak on such a topic, you might be asking? Or maybe you're not. (laughs) Well, I just recently completed my first book, which was a dream of mine for a really, really long time. And I have to say that being on the other side of it, it looks nothing like what I imagined it would be in good ways and surprising. And I don't know, just different. It's just different. It's so different. And I want to give you my three tips for how to write your first book, if that's something that you are looking to do at any point. And I hope that after hearing my tips, you might find that this is closer to you than you may have thought it originally was. All right, here's tip number one. Reduce the scope. Now, by this I mean, when I had ever imagined I might write a book, I thought it would be, I don't know, 300 pages long. How long is a book, right? (laughs) Long. I thought it would be, you know, sold in bookstores. I thought I'd have a launch and a publicity tour and, you know, just, I don't know. For some reason, I imagined myself being extremely famous when this happened. (laughs) And that was for my dream of this being, you know, a nonfiction book, or maybe I was going to write a really great novel. And so it had, first I had to learn how to write a novel and, you know, that would take years and years and practice and probably getting published in some journals along the way. Like this was like years and years and years out. I had basically kicked this idea out as far away from me as I possibly could. And so my advice to you is to bring it in, like wave your lasso around and go grab it and just literally pull that thing into you and make it smaller, smaller in practical measures, not smaller in terms of the spark and the dream that you want to share. But keep pulling that lasso in until it feels more and more and more doable and then pull it in a little more and then pull it in a little more. So for me, That looked like instead of feeling like figuring out how to publish an actual, you know, hard copy book, which felt like it would just delay my ever starting, I decided to do something I had actually done quite a few times before, which is publish an ebook. So for my personal experience, 
I work in a software company in content marketing. And so writing, often ghostwriting, and working with a designer to create and publish ebooks was something I had done half a dozen times already. So I decided to capitalize on that experience, turning something that had before, just a minute before, felt this mysterious world that would be really hard to figure out and require me to gain all these new skills before I could start, turned it from that into something that I was like, oh, I know exactly how to do it. I could write down the, st- the six steps to doing this and do it tomorrow. And that gave me so much more energy. It made it feel so much more doable and approachable. And it made it feel like it was actually possible to get done. So that's not to tell you go write an ebook because I wrote an ebook. But it is to tell you to introspect a little bit and think about what are the things you have done in your medium? What are things you know you could do? You could do them in your sleep and capitalize on that experience to try something just five degrees outside of your experience or outside of your comfort zone. Make sure you're bringing things with you that you have done before, because that'll allow you to have a bit more firm footing when trying something, some part of that project that you haven't done before. So if you are thinking you might want to write a book, I recommend if it's your first book and you're feeling intimidated, make it shorter, bring it in. Instead of 300 pages, could you write a 100 page book? Could you write a few short books, right? Could you write a series of mini books, whatever that is to you? And just get that under your belt. Right. I told myself before I even started this project, the only thing that allowed me to do this project once I kind of got going was this will be the worst book I ever write. I'm laughing saying that to you because I'm also, I really want you to buy my book and read it. I really, really want that. So don't take that as a as an advertisement for my book because it's probably the worst one that there could possibly be. But creative to creative. <laughs> if that feels like a um an empowering thought for you, I invite you to take it, which is whenever you're starting something new for the first time, like my first episode of this podcast, I was like, this will be the worst one, but you have to do the worst one for the fourth, sixth, 20th one to be better. And I was so excited to write that fifth book that I was like, girl, you got to at least write the first one so that you're going to learn and get better. And the second one will be better. And then the third one will be even better. And by the time you get to that ninth book, no one will even remember the first one. I hope that makes sense. So yeah, reduce the scope just to get the first one done. Get it down, be able to hold it and look at it and say, oh my gosh, yeah, this was totally doable. And you will naturally incrementally scale up from there as your skills grow and your confidence grows. Okay, tip number two. This one's about organizing your thoughts. So this tip is called start anywhere. Called, that's what I wrote down in my notebook. It's not called anything. But (laughs) I got really intimidated at the beginning part of the book writing process for me, which was trying to figure out my outline. And I was like, I don't know. I've never written this book before. I don't know how it builds on itself. And once again, I kind of reached back into my brain for the times that I'd written ebooks. So these were books that I ghost wrote for 
executives in my company. And basically the way I started those was I'd sit down with them and say, just talk me through your thoughts on this topic. And I'd listen and I'd take furious notes and then I'd type up the notes or get them transcribed and then just kind of like look at it all. And once I had it either printed out or in a Google Doc, just kind of looking at it, a structure started to emerge, almost like a magic eye drawing, right? Like something starts to emerge from the background and you're like, ah, okay, here's a couple themes that we've touched on over and over. All right, let me group those over here. Oh, here's an interesting through line. Okay, let me pick that up and move it over here. And you start to see, okay, we've got three main buckets of argument or of whatever else. And I just would madly cut and paste and keep rearranging stuff until it had built into a logical argument where you're starting at the beginning, walking people down the path, getting them to the main thing you want to know, and then telling them what you told them. So if this is your first book, especially if this is a nonfiction type of book where you're explaining the way you think about something or a paradigm or framework you want to teach, I personally used this book as an exercise in figuring out what some of my frameworks are. I have them abstractly in my head based on my lived experience, what I've learned, what's worked for me. But I took the book as an exercise to organize my thoughts and it really did work. I have so much of a better idea of what my foundational frameworks of my work are now that I've written the book. And the book was the process of getting there. So my advice to you if you're trying to do something similar and write nonfiction about something that feels a little bit nebulous, that isn't kind of a proven framework that you learned already, you know, like biology or something like that. If it's something that you're developing yourself, my advice is to start in the middle. Start anywhere. Start at whatever point is closest to you that you can grab. Jump on the carousel on any horse. <laughs> and once you're on going around, going around, you're going to start to put the pieces together. And as you're writing it, you can always rearrange, put them in a different order, realize that you had two ways into the same idea or you're missing something over here. But just start in the middle knowing that you you can write the first chapter at the very end and introduce the work. Once you actually have a much stronger idea of where you have now taken people through your work. Okay, third and final tip. Find a way to incentivize finishing. Now, I don't know if you, like me, have a lot of trouble and struggle around finishing things. I tend to get really excited to get going, then get really into the middle part where I'm just like plugging away. Here's my schedule, showing up, sitting my butt in the seat, doing the work, doing the work. Almost fetishize that part. <laughs> I get so proud of myself, honestly. But I know that I can get stuck there forever. And when it comes close to starting to finish the work, I'll kick it out. I'll kick it out for me. I push it away. I find more and more things to do and keep tweaking, tweaking and to the point of truly diminishing returns, right? It's not changing a lot. I'm just finding new things I need to do to prevent myself from facing the reality of finishing it, putting it out there and saying, this is done. <laughs> I have other podcast episodes on finishing if this is a topic that's interesting to you. But one trick that I employed in this process of getting my book done was incentivizing myself to finish. Specifically, I contacted my friend who is a 
graphic designer who um, I had worked with on previous projects who I knew I wanted to hire to do the layout and design of my book. And I contacted her right at the beginning when I knew that I wanted to lock in the fact that I would finish. And I just sent her a Venmo. (laughs) I was like, here is money. This is my deposit (laughs) on your work of laying out this book for me. This is (laughs) non-refundable. I told her that because I need to know that I have some skin in the game, that I've got something on the line to finish this. So this is me getting the wheels of finishing in motion at the starting line. And it really did help because I knew that I wasn't going to get that money back. And I really hate wasting money. (laughs) So it helped me visualize the end because I knew that I was accountable to her. She was waiting for me. And I knew that I had to get a date on the calendar to send her a draft when she could start going through it and doing an initial layout. So that is what I did to incentivize myself to finish. I'm sure there are a lot of other incentives that you could use in the same way. For example, putting a date on the calendar for your launch party. Uh booking yourself a trip, making yourself a promise, making a friend a promise. I once promised a friend that I, if I didn't accomplish this particular goal, um, which was a savings goal at the time, that if I didn't get it by this certain date, I would come over and clean her house. And I sent her a signed letter saying that I would do that. And she was like, cool. (laughs) Um, And so I absolutely achieved my savings goal. Because I knew that I really would clean her house if I didn't, and that would feel double sad. So anyway, all that to say, find a way to incentivize yourself to finish in whatever creative way you can come up with at the beginning when you still have lots of excitement about the project. Okay. Those are my three tips to writing your first book. I want to know what you're going to write about. Send me a DM beautiful underscore possibility on Instagram or reach out to me on my website. I would love to hear from you. The website is jillianjacobkeezer.com. And before I leave you, I want to tell you a little bit about my book that I'll be publishing. My launch party. See what I'm doing here? My launch party is on May 21st. It'll be on Instagram. More details to follow. Oh, Oh, I locked it in there. (laughs) We're doing this thing. My book is called 10,000 Doors, Finding Your Life's Purpose Through Writing. And it's about all the things I talk about on this podcast. It's about all the ways to find your way through getting started, through the muck and uncertainty of the creative process, and all about how the creative process can be a lens through which you can explore yourself your purpose here on earth, what lights you up, and finding those two at the same time. I think we often feel that we have to figure out what we want to do first before we can start doing it. And my personal belief is that those happen in tandem. It's not that you sit on your chair and think about and think about and think about what you're here to do. And then once you figure it out, fully formed in your head, you set off and go do it. No No, no. If you know what you're here to do, God bless, go on your way. Love that. But for so many of us, 
I know I personally spent so many years just trying to figure it out in my brain. And really, once I started going, once I started doing the work, and that included showing up on Instagram, it included starting this podcast when I didn't know what it would be about. It included starting my book when I wasn't sure what it was really going to cover, but I knew I'd find out by the end. I really trusted I would, and I did. It's all about trusting that journey and putting one foot in front of the other in order to not only make the work you're here to make, but to find out what that work is about as you go. It's a super scary process. Trust me, I know. But if you're here to do the work, and I think that by listening and by showing up here, you really are, just know that I'm here to support you. So for more like this, keep your eye out for my book, which will drop May 21st, 2022. And I hope to see you next time on this podcast. Take good care of yourself. Thank you for walking this creative path with me. I'm so grateful to be learning with you. If you like the show, I'd love for you to share it with a fellow creative and please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. For more day-to-day support and inspiration, join our creative community on Instagram at beautiful underscore possibility. The show is hosted by me, Jillian Jacob Kieser, and edited by Abby Circatella. The theme music is from Candelion. Until next time, just keep going.